0: Welcome to Real History, shows what you know about history. On this podcast, we talk about historical movies and television, anything that claims to be based on a true story, and we check how bad did they mess it up? What was life actually like during that time period? Well, that's usually why we're here, to separate the real history from the real history. But you probably already knew that, in the event that this is your first episode, you might want to pick a film that you like and listen to that episode first. This one's a bit special. This is the finale of season two, which means it's going to be a celebration, a casual one with a, a Q&A, a musical challenge, some insight into what's coming next in the history of real history. Cake. Cake as well. All of those good things. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I know two seasons worth about history. And my name is Michael Tynan, and I'm delighted to
1: be recording in something that resembles one of Gaddafi's tents in the desert.
2: Uh, my name is Mark, and this is the most outside I've been in a while.
0: Indeed. it's We're not just recording in person, we're recording outside in a sort of pavilion that you've set up, Michael. <laughs> this yeah. feels like the perfect setting to celebrate what's essentially been an incredibly closed in season, because... As you can imagine at home, we've. Uh, it's been a bit of a special one. It's been a bit of a special one. Season one essentially came out uh, before any sort of pandemic stuff started happening. And then we, from the very start of season two, we've been sort of figuring out how to record remotely and all of us buying extra equipment and uh, all of that stuff. And so it's great to finally be, hopefully, at the tail end of that, meeting up again in person and doing it outside. With uh, some drinks and some laughs. That's what I'm there looking forward to. There may
1: also be some interruptions from a few cows, because I do live on a farm. So if you do hear an odd <laughs> moo or two, it's, uh, you know, no need to be concerned. Or, are, we're in good not, health. They're uh, not audio
2: effects edited in by Jacob. They're <laughs> actual real cows.
0: I'm going to say it's, like, welcome to the audioscape. That, this is like a, <laughs> like a headspace like background audio setting that you'd find with some crows and a bit of wind fluttering and i think it's just going to add to the whole casual setting in my opinion
2: there's an idea for patreon
0: Hmm. (laughs) indeed yes we're just gonna have some chats i think i just wanted to ask uh season two generally speaking uh how do we feel besides happy that it's over
1: it was uh it was a challenge to get them all recorded uh you know to motivate us uh considering everybody was you know we weren't all in our, our in the best form over the last uh, year but it was certainly something that kept us busy uh we could work towards and made sure that we didn't become social lepers because we actually got to talk to other people outside of work <laughs> you know yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i think um I think that's, that's probably a good point. I, just the um the isolation of it was a bit weird. They're recording remotely. like For me, early on, my internet being really poor, mm. and there being delays and that causing problems with audio and all that kind of stuff. The editing, that was what, a bit of a pain. But
1: What we're saying, listeners, is that basically it turned into a men's shed for
0: tree just to
1: keep us from going insane and i think it did quite successfully yeah
0: i'm not sure our international listeners would be as familiar with the concept of a men's shed would that be like the what the yanks would call a man cave
2: a man cave yeah den go mm. for it yeah yeah why not
0: whatever you want it to be listener it is it's what kept us going <laughs> in a lot of ways <laughs> uh i think recording separate like start of season one neither of you had done sort of podcasts before so we were still getting to grips. couldn't you tell <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> no you were all very good um but it's like something new to get used to and then it was kind of like instead of getting to move off that momentum it was like now you're all recording in different rooms with bad internet and the the cues of throwing who's talking around wasn't really working as well we didn't have cameras all the time we were just like
2: the hand gestures did not work mm. <laughs>
0: we're not italian listeners mm. yeah well we we try sometimes i i, I will throw a, a metaphorical ball over to mark or i'll go like fucking sh- sh- yeah. we've talked enough about the fucking penutians or whatever <laughs> is that a real play- thing no, it doesn't sound like no. a real ah, i don't know history is wide and broad it could be real <laughs> so yeah i guess um we're going to go through some listener questions and as I've teased there's a musical challenge but uh, for a start any other r- initial reminiscings, looking back at the films we've covered? I would say we've done a TV show for the first time. I know I've said it in every intro since we started and also the network shows which you know we mainly do TV. Um, so it's nice to do some of that but I think it, it did work fairly well. There was a bit of a challenge in deciding what to do in which yeah, episode sort of it partitioning up. it up Um but yeah,
2: I think we learned that um, in future, if we do another TV show, maybe for the first episode, don't try to cover like seven hundred years of history, yeah. which is what we did in the first one. So maybe that was uh, that was a learning. But um, it was good to do a TV show because we've you know the intro for the first full season, like we we talk about historical movies and TV shows, but we never did a TV <laughs> show. So it's like yeah, we we got through it. But um, also, like I, I think. Um, I, th- I think it, it was a good it was a good series to do just because for my purposes because I didn't have to do any research because it's sort of a, an area I'm really familiar with. Like. Yeah. So uh, my my fear for the the coming season is that we're gonna do subjects that I don't know anything about mm-hmm. and I'm actually gonna have to do some research because I've been getting away with it really for the last couple of seasons.
0: What so. would you say is like your main is would Rome be like? That's where you're most comfortable.
2: Uh, well, I yeah, I mean by by education I'm a classicist, so like ancient Rome, ancient Greece the ancient middle east that's the sort of stuff i I would i just had to do a little bit of brushing up on but i'd be fairly um fairly up to i was gonna say up to date but obviously it's history so but uh yeah no i'd be usually okay with that. I'm fairly pretty good with that
0: and i guess like asking what you're least familiar with is a pretty broad question given that history is a wide space but where are you like don't know anything about that besides japanese history
2: yeah well yeah i was gonna say japanese pretty pretty weak um south american I wouldn't be I wouldn't be super Super familiar with I know we did that The episode on Apocalypto Although I would argue That's that's Central America Not South America Yeah it is um, Yeah so I'd, I'd say I'd say probably South America But I think Like Chinese history I wouldn't be brilliant with yeah, either You yeah. know I think uh, Asia East Asia generally I w- wouldn't be an area of Expertise for me By any stretch So
1: yeah. Well, I'm glad we got Apocalypto out of the way because I know I had to kind of p- force that on the two of you. But, you know, Mel, Mel Gibson shouldn't be getting away with this stuff. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on the subject. So I was delighted
0: we got that out of the way. You know, Michael, if I could ask you the same question of like talking about different eras of history, I know you'll probably want to, you know, dig deep and research whatever we cover. But where are you sort of, where do you feel like you have your bases most covered and least covered? Oh uh I would say I'm got
1: like as everyone who knows me, I'm obsessed with everything Roman, even I would know a lot more about Rome than I would about Greece, so that's why mark whenever it's a question of ancient Greece, I kind of just leave it to mark you know yeah. uh but yeah, probably Rome and then uh Napoleonic era they're kind of my two favorites, but like you know just I, I i i i I do it for fun, so you know it's uh I don't really have any
2: uh, topics I won't look at you know.
0: Yeah. And for me, I don't know anything about history. So, you know, you already know. I don't
2: know if you can keep saying that now. <laughs> yeah, that's bollocks.
0: I know a yeah. little bit about Japanese history. I know I, I didn't talk much about samurai in the are going to have to open episode. another beer now if you're going Yeah. Well,
2: I'm just reminded of, uh, and you might not remember because it was actually a while ago that we did it, but when we were recording the Roman episodes, there were points where you were like, can we get on to the bit about this? Yeah. And I hadn't prompted you, and neither had Mike, and I was like, ah, he's clearly read some stuff about this. He knows a little bit. He knows yeah. a little
0: stuff I brush up here and there, but generally speaking, hey, I'm the everyman. I don't know, I don't know any of this stuff. Um, yeah, the seven samurai one was a, a challenge. I think it was like a year between us deciding to yeah. do it and me actually doing it. And then even so, I was like, right, here's what I've researched. I know it's not exactly what
2: it is, but like, yeah,
0: a, a great job uh, of me getting more sympathy for you too. Anyways, yeah,
2: <laughs> it, it really drives home when you're when you're like, okay, we don't want a full you know, a full national history of this country. And then you start off and you're like, so 5,000 BC. <laughs>
0: We're
2: like, mm. Oh, yeah. I know. The, the Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, what we what we know most about, what we know at least about, this is a question we got sent in from a listener, um, which is, do you only read history books? <laughs> what else do you like to read? What are you reading recently? That comes in from Lucille from France. Um, so, Mark, do you want to set us um, off with this one
2: yeah do i only read history no i'm not i'm not a i'm not a great reader of novels um the last novels i read well i read a collection of short stories beca- called uh, first person singular by haruki murakami mm. um so I, I i've read almost all of his novels but there's only i'm not i'm just not really a great novel uh, reader of novels i tend to read largely history but if not history then it's sort of current affairs I'm reading Barack Obama's book at the minute A Promised Land Mm. um, which is very long but he's actually a great writer Um, and then what did I read before that I read a book called Men Who Hate Women by Laura Bates which was uh, I would recommend to men all right this is different from men
0: who <laughs> men who hate women was also I think we talked about this, the swedish title of like the girl with the dragon tattoo so I got Oh confused. not related. Yeah. No not related.
2: <laughs> this is like about Laura Bates is basically an investigative journalist and she she looks into um the sort of the incel culture and the and like toxic masculinity generally but uh, particularly on Online forums and how young men get indoctrinated into into this sort of gender hatred stuff. It's really really fascinating hmm. and also like terrifying in equal measure because I think most men who read this will recognise parts of it to some extent, you know, and it really sets set off a lot of alarm bells. So I would recommend all men to read that book. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the last thing I kind of read, like when you say, oh, non-historical, but uh, it was called Dictatorland by Paul Kenyon, and it was all about the basically the ridiculous and flamboyant and often incredibly cruel dictators of Africa and how they have, you know, uh, you're talking everything from Mugabe to Gaddafi and so on and how they have, you know, exploited uh, every all the natural resources and basically been incredibly corrupt. Uh, so it is about history, I suppose, but that's the last one I read. And at the moment I'm reading one uh, called uh, The Wild Laughter, which is by an Irish author called Keelan Hughes. And very funny, and it is about kind of Ireland just before the crash um, in 2008, and so that was kind of my formative years growing up, uh, so, you just know. Just finishing it, college, I'm it. Gonna,
2: everything's going to be great, I'm going to get a great job, and then the economy collapsed, fantastic.
1: That was the one that, yeah, yeah, you know, it reminds me of uh, our, our forced immigration 10 years ago, Mark, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what I currently enjoy, anyway.
0: Great. Right. Uh, I... Definitely, generally would say uh, I'm into YA novels. I'm basically a tween girl um and that's also <laughs> like expect that okay. yeah well that's also like what i want to write it dates back to like right, okay. e- as i was a child you know i was wholly drawn into these fantastical worlds created by uh writers like philip pullman or mm-hmm. swedish astrid lingered um and also neil gaiman and terry pratchett they left especially terry pratchett left a deep imprint on sort of my okay. style and what Like what I think good writing is, and what I want to make. So, like my ambition, I obviously studied writing for film and television. I do want to write novels. That's sort of the area I do most of my reading in. But I will admit, like I, I, I seem to alternate different years. Some years I like, I'm gonna almost get to like one novel per week or whatever, and then other years, I'm the year after that, I'm basically like fuck that, because I I don't (laughs) enjoy most of them. And I'm like, it's I spend so much time looking for things that are the exact sort of fantasy or ya or whatever kind of crack that i just want to inject mm. where it's usually something about interesting world building not necessarily magic but fantastical in some way mm-hmm. uh, so absolutely nothing related to history um <laughs> unless i'm forced to for the podcast but uh, i guess i would also recommend uh as one that sprang to mind recently, "Normal People," uh, this Irish uh, book that's also been turned into a quite Sally popular, Rooney? yeah, Sally Rooney, uh, quite a popular TV show. So check that one out. But she's a good writer as well. She's yeah, amazing. She's yeah, really good. so that's some of the stuff that. And also, I don't read history books only for this, so so that rules that out. Um, bringing us to our next question here, uh, which I think is uh, kind of interesting, talking about writing, etc. This comes from Una in Mayo. If you could make any historical TV show or movie, what would it be based on? And what sort of TV show or movie would it be?
2: Um, I would like to see... So, there, like, in... in, uh, And this is sort of a... I guess this is kind of a colloquial answer. Well, I've, I've, I sort of have two answers. Um, and they're both set in Ireland. One I'd like to see is... Uh, I'd like to see, like, a really high... You know Expensive HBO style Budget show Shocker um, Based on uh, Grace O'Malley Granue Oh yeah She yeah. was the Known as the, the Pirate Queen She was a, an Irish uh, Pirate Queen Basically <laughs> In the uh, In the 16th century Who was um, From ton- Mayo From Mayo Yeah And was the Sort of the torn torn in the side Of Spanish And, and British shipping um, In the Atlantic And she would going around attacking ships and stealing the money and defying the crown repeatedly and which she's just a very a really really fascinating figure um didn't she sail up the Thames to meet queen elizabeth so they say yeah and do a deal with her so with they say a, yeah. yeah i'll stop
1: yeah. robbing all your stuff <laughs> queenie
2: if you if you recognize this and you recognize that and whatever and she's just she's just a fascinating figure because it's a, it's a really uh, complex and poorly understood period of irish history um, you can still
1: visit her castle, I think. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So road she, trip there for real history, lads.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I think she's she's sort of a she's sort of an a, a, an Irish national folk hero that's underserved in the, in the modern era. Um, so I'd like to see something on her, and then probably the other thing um, would be I'd like to see something on Wolftown Tone. Um, so he was not the band, not the band. Mm. The, the man the band are named after. Mm-hmm. So uh, Wolf Tone was the was the sort of Irish. Um, politically, the Irish equivalent to George Washington, so he was a classical Republican. He's buried about two—well, I would say
1: half a kilometer there behind the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in Bowdenstown <laughs> cemetery. So maybe that's why it's—maybe that's why it's
2: uh, that's why top of mind. Yeah. But it, it was a—he—he he was the leader of a group called the United Irishmen who attempted a, a classical Republican rebellion um, in 1798, which failed spectacularly. But it's always been a, a period of history and a character that I've always been pretty interested in because he, he pulled in people from all the religious divides and the class divides, uh, everyone in, you know, as they were called the United Irishmen, in a United group to try and push against the crown on the concept of classical Republican, which is, uh, Republicanism, which is something uh, I'm interested in. So I would like to say that. Again, poorly understood in Ireland.
1: Yeah, like it's actually touching on what you said. And I think I, I chatted to you about it before. Um, like, I'd love to, It's not really a serious idea, but I'd love to see something like a Black Adder style uh kind of Irish Irish Black Adder but set during that time when Wolf Tone and the French Revolution was happening so around 1798 and do something on I suppose the um the clash of of uh, the clash between the you know the the various factions in Ireland at that time those who wanted a republic and those who wanted to r- remain uh, tied to Britain and I think it's uh, ripe for comedy that time period and there was so much weird shit going on people going around with pikes all the time you know <laughs> so yeah uh, definitely definitely something i'd like to look into and then on a broader sense somebody needs to do napoleon mm. as a tv show yeah hbo netflix follow him from a young fella in corsica uh, all the way up to him being uh, really it's astonishing Waterloo, you know
2: it's astonishing there hasn't been some like, a real big budget sort of either in French or in English. There Some might be in
1: French. I'd have to look it up. But yeah, we definitely... Something that would be, I, I would say, it, the most important thing with it is there's a tendency to see him as the bogeyman uh, mm. in, you know, the sphere or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, so something that has a bit of balance to see from the French point of view insofar as it was a reaction to the fact that France was being invaded by every country around it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'd like to see something. And I think, like, you could imagine the... Even the scenes, like sure, that guy he got around, like you know. Yeah. So you could have, you know, everything from him in Italy, Egypt, uh, to to Moscow, and Spain. You know into, what I mean? To Moscow, yeah. So like you're talking, if you're looking for something big budget that can have thousands of actors in it, uh, massive armies, uh, great, uh, you know, scenery, all that type of thing. I think that period and particularly Napoleon's story is. I don't know why no one's done it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And on the Blackadder one, we've talked about it a bit, how there's... I mean, there's this interesting... Just the way that Blackadder, in his TV show, say, the Blackadder Third, is torn between, like... Uh, presenting one face to the nobility and mm. uh, and like trying to work for the underclasses there's the sort of schism within all of Irish society in the bit you want, would want to depict where it's like uh, we yes I'm with you with the revolution but also like chill out I don't want to lose everything I have that sort of thing right and sort of depicting someone who's a, a pure opportunist and doesn't really care about anything but who gets drawn into this sort of ideological conflict and yeah
1: I'd is, love to do like Black Adder so someone who's selling arms to the rest rebels and uh providing uh you know uh shelter to the British <laughs> as well. <laughs> which there were many in Ireland like that, you know, yeah. um who went as whichever way the wind was going and I think it's ripe for uh ripe for you know to be
0: explored and we still have Martello Towers, so why not record in a Martello Tower? Oh yeah, that'd know? be
2: great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: And the one thing that I would love to actually turn into reality is, uh, we won't go into too much detail in case we actually go ahead with it, but uh, it's not really my idea, it's more or less uh, you guys' idea, but uh, we know that in Vienna, at a certain time, there were a lot of historical characters all hanging out within a very limited uh, geographical sphere.
1: Stalin, Hitler, Tito... Freud, uh, Freud. <laughs> you know the list goes on they were all living within a few square kilometres in the centre of Vienna uh, in the early uh, in the early 20th century you know so it's something that would definitely be ripe for uh It's crying, out. It's
2: crying out for comedy isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's
1: Hitler going to see Freud that'd be great. Yeah it's, yeah. Just, it's, di- it's <laughs> yeah.
2: dying for just a them uh, walking past each other in cafes, or one coming into into the cafe while the other one's leaving, sort of thing. It's or strange. like
1: Freud having a chat with Hitler and Stalin, and like slowly locking the
0: door <laughs> behind him and calling the police, <laughs> just you know? psychoanalyzing them yeah. all. And yeah. honestly, like the problem for me is a bit because we do a whole <laughs> podcast talking about historical accuracy, yeah. but I think this one it's it's just based on this fun fact that they were all in the same time, uh, in the same place, and I think. Like, maybe it's a play, maybe it's not a TV show or whatever, but whatever it is, there's something there, and whatever it is would have to be completely, like, irreverent. And well, now that we, we've said it, we'll have to do it. Yeah, we have oh. to do it now before anyone else. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> have to write it
1: now, yeah. <laughs> Actually,
0: follow through
1: on something we say we we'll do. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it would just have to kind of signal early on that don't take this seriously, but it's discussing, you know, maybe something interesting about their different weird mad personalities like throwing in facts but actually making it mostly about as you said hitler going to see freud or what have you because there's so many of them and they could all be hanging out and drinking coffee uh, i'm just seeing this as a play and it would probably be very silly but young stalin getting
1: annoyed because hitler got the last cross on
0: yeah that's great, and, like yeah. throwing
1: an absolute hissy fit in the middle of the <laughs> cafe
0: anyway (laughs) basically friends but with various dictators and great thinkers yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's like
2: just just uh you can imagine freud psychoanalyzing hitler's mammy issues you know i just think that's that's comedy gold you know
0: yeah uh so now we have to do it because we've said it Mm -hmm. before anyone else gets a chance (laughs) um so we we have a, a few general questions here uh and I think the answer to this one is uh, could be b- very broad. But are there any particular time periods that we haven't covered yet that you would love to cover? Any that spring to mind, just casually. Yeah, I know there's loads.
1: Definitely, but. yeah. Um, I I was lucky to go to South Africa last year before all of the, you know. World came to a, a shuddering uh, a grinding halt. halt. Yeah, uh, and for a wedding, and I kind of fell in love then with uh, South African history and uh, learning about the African National Congress, and how you know they tried to follow in Gandhi's footsteps to try and win rights in apartheid South Africa. And it's just it's just fascinating, and then how they turn to they turn to sabotage in the end because they couldn't get make any any headway. So I'd love to do something on South African history, whether that's the Mandela movie with Idris Elba or something like that. That's something I want to do. Um, I ticked Apocalypto off net last season, so I was very happy with that. Um, but yeah, no, that's 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 probably the main one, and I think we probably have to do something Irish eventually, man. <laughs> yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, I I was I was gonna say. It's getting embarrassing. Probably we should do something <laughs> Irish, but I will. I will just admit on Mike now that uh, we have been reluctant to do anything on the on the particularly the Irish Revolution just for fear of upsetting anyone <laughs> with our views on it. You know,
1: you know, um, we like having friends. You know, yeah, that's and, the problem. And, and
2: people have very emotive yeah. views about it still, or the kinds of people we're friends with anyway do. So yeah. um, and also the, the 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 other issue with that is. Neither of us are are particular experts on that area Um, And we know people who probably are more expert than we are And... So we might need to have a few guest invites, have have is what you're saying. Yeah, I
1: think on. I think to do it justice, yeah. And we know there's a couple of a uh, couple of people that might be we might be able to strong arm into coming on, you know. Possibly. Yeah,
0: I th- I think the whole recording from home thing is what stopped that. We were talking as early as like season one about having certain issue experts on because we we do know people who know more about certain areas of history. So why yeah. not bring them on, um, or even finding people online or whatever who might be willing to expand upon a certain subject. Um, be- beyond the Irish one I, I would have said Japanese history but at, much like Apocalypto, we, we ticked off Seven Samurai mm-hmm. we probably should do something Swedish but like all the Swedish historical films they're all a bit shit uh, we <laughs> might have to go back to <laughs> Seventh Seal By fucking Ingmar Bademian uh, Which nobody Ooh, wow. wants to watch But that would um, give us An opportunity to talk about The Black Plague I guess <laughs> uh, Not a particularly Swedish only issue But you know uh, Yeah I can't Like Arnold. What about something in. about
1: The Swedish Empire And when you guys Tried to invade Russia And all that stuff There's not a lot of
0: films About that to be honest Well, will add it to the
1: list We'll have to make something We'll have to write a screenplay For
0: that too <laughs> It's not
2: one that's spoken about though You sort of got away with that A bit didn't you Yeah, yeah. What did I call it poland the deluge yeah it's only the the poles and the finnish
0: kind (laughs) of remember and the norwegians uh, (laughs) yeah sorry about that guys (laughs) um what about beyond irish mark do you have any uh time periods you'd want to dip into
2: um well i think there's probably like i don't know if there's any movies set in the period but i'm always interested in um the period around the European Dark Ages, so yeah. after the the fall of the empire of the Roman Empire in the West, so sort of fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth century around then. But I'm not sure, is there any movies or TV shows that are particularly well, uh, set in those? A little countries? later
1: on, kind of you have this this new movie, the new Ridley
2: Scott epic. Oh yeah, yeah it's
1: due out in October. That yeah. will be on season three.
2: And what's the last? Jew. The Last Jewel. Okay. Um, so we are going to... Do that. That's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and...
1: Yeah, the trailer's just been released if you haven't seen it, so yeah, it's check got it that
2: out. Yeah, other guy using everything. What's his name?
1: Oh, I'm Kylo s- Ren. Yeah, they from Star What's Wars. What's his name? <laughs> no, <laughs> Kylo Ren, that's his name. Uh. <laughs> oh, he was in Girls too. He's TV in everything. He, he's like... What's his he, name? He it's like Adam... Adam Driver. Adam yeah. Driver, there you go. It's like
2: the way ben- Benedict Cumberbatch was a few years ago. You're yeah. just like, oh, I'm just happy to be watching something that doesn't have Benedict. Oh, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> they have a similar
1: you know sort I mean, Like James, face as well. James Corden. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, I guess, yeah, I would like... A, I know it's greedy because we're very European and Eurocentric, generally speaking, but... I like the knights tale. I'd like a little more about knights. I know they were mm. knocking about yeah, for this a few is about years. about knights. Yeah, no, I, I, drill, I that's a good it example. It's, it's a kinder. I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I just meant as far as any time periods I want to dip into, I think that's a mm. good example of like there's just a lot of uh a lot of interesting stuff going on with those types of characters where that is beyond the fucking archetype of we, we know knights from Disney basically. I would yeah. like to have a bit more meat on the bone for like realistic knights and what they were actually like to sort of bring that into my own writing well i'd like to as you know i am a big fan of the crusades
1: you know yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so (laughs) um
0: so we're gonna talk i think in a minute about uh some awards that we're gonna be giving out but first before that uh setting aside that what is what is your favorite movie from this season? If you had to pick one, and I'll run through them real quick in case you've forgotten, but we, we've gone through A Knight's Tale, Apocalypto, Seven Samurai, Master and Commander, and Inglorious Bastards, and Rome then took up a lot of the season as well. So, so out of those, if you had to pick one to flick on or to recommend to a friend, which one would you go? You have to watch X
1: apart from the fact that I drone on a lot, uh, I would say Master and Commander was my favourite one, but then you know, like I was saying, I'm I'm mad into Napoleonic uh, era history and stuff like that, Uh, but you know I also, surprisingly, really did enjoy The Knight's Tale. I'm like shocked a, it didn't know, sound so, like that yeah. when we were talking. Ah, is yeah, it but I was, a, I was being a bit of an asshole, mm. you know, just to annoy you. you, know? <laughs> you know, and there has to be a bit of that every so often. What's a podcast without a bit of
0: confrontation every so often, you know? Indeed, I'm going to flip yeah. this table in a minute. Yeah. Go on, Mark. <laughs> Which ones do you think?
2: Um, I w- actually will probably say Seven Samurai. Um, and the reason I would say that is not just because i I... Like, my understanding of Samurai was the... You know, like the, the the Western stereotype of what a samurai is. That's what that's what my understanding was. So I'm completely wrong. And like I said, I, I I really don't know a lot about Japanese history. But more than that, the movie is um is an interesting one to watch from the basis of if you if you just like cinema, if you just like films, yeah. Because he, it has it's made by one like a classic master, right? A man, uh, Akira Kurosawa, and uh, it's interesting to see a film as old as that have shots from modern films that you recognise and you realise oh they're actually just aping this guy Mm -hmm. and it's actually so clear when you watch the movie it's really really obvious like oh I've seen these shots before you know but this is when they were sort of invented so for that Will there be
1: big question will Jacob be taking a topic for season 3 will Jacob be taking an episode like last time
0: That depends I suppose on uh, what we're what we're covering which is still to be discussed and also I guess sneaky announcement we're doing a season 3 we're not we're not shutting it down I was going to threaten you all if we didn't get to x amount of reviews we're not doing it but it, the cat's out of the bag we're doing the Ridley Scott one there's going to be a season 3 but there's more announcements coming so st- stay tuned until the end but uh yes we're we're going to do a season 3 will I cover something <laughs> see if I'm arsed. I don't know. I don't know yes If we do a Swedish
2: movie, you're doing it. You
0: That's know. fair, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I actually have probably loads of books on that in yeah, my yeah. childhood home anyway, so that would be pretty <laughs> just easy. Your, just
1: your school books.
0: Oh, and we're probably going to do something that uh, relates to Vikings, spoiler alert so uh, Mark I know you're very well versed in that but uh, I'm going to jump in and maybe steal a topic there and maybe I'll do that a bit more to kind of just go I'm going to hone in on this particular part because usually you guys... you can do the gods Exactly. Exactly. Tell us about
1: Thor Thor. Yeah. Yeah. I have strong opinions Why is it called Thor's Day? You know,
0: as no one ever pronounces it. Tursdag. It's literally like, yeah, it's in in Swedish. It is Thor's Day. Like that's how you say. it But yes, I would love to do that. For example, so maybe I'll maybe I'll sneak into episodes rather than carry the whole weight. I've seen how that weighs down on both you and myself when I did it. So maybe it's better to actually divide the labor a bit. <laughs> um, for my answer to the question of which would be my favorite movie, I have to give like two answers. I think where Seven Samurai is like if i could get everyone to watch it i would but yeah. i also know they won't yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and it's thi- long it's yeah. fucking properly long i think it's like well maybe maybe not the best film but it's the most important film if you had to if you could only watch one of these films it would be great to watch seven samurai um but if I had to pick one that I would just flick on at any time and enjoy, I could watch A Knight's Tale over and over. Um, and it, that is not necessarily true for all the other ones. Mark, you're shaking your head, you're pinching the bridge of your nose.
2: It just, it just was not my favourite. <laughs> it just, like, no, it's just not for me. Yeah. It's too, it just, you know what it is about it? It just, it's so hilariously of its time. It's such a, yes. it's such a like, 2000, 2001, 2002 kind of film. From even who's in it. Yeah. To, to the way, Is to the it pre nine eleven? It
0: came out oh, That
2: was a weird time, you know, time. between it's the Bill
1: Clinton time. and Bush coming to power there was
0: that weird time period. It, it came out no. in two thousand and one, so yeah. Yeah. It's, it's right
2: in the middle of that, like Josh Hartness, Ben Affleck. In May, yeah. you know what I mean. I know Heath what Ledger. you did
0: last summer. Yeah, it's before not, we all lost not. our innocence. Basically, we thought yes. we could do make films about whatever we wanted, but no. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's that's basically it. yeah. It, for for me, it just it just evokes that period too much for me, and I'm just like no.
0: That's fair. All right, we'll we'll set we'll we'll uh, agree on Seven <laughs> Samurai instead then. Um, so. As I said, a few awards or maybe just nominations to call out because uh, what well, first of all, what are we not what like it's very important to name the award, yeah, well you go ahead
1: well, I think we it's only fair to name our awards after someone who has done so much to give us work uh for indies podcasts um and he's also the most likely person to reoffend when it comes to historical <laughs> inaccuracy so because of that i think we have to call it the mel gibson award yeah um so the mel goes to will be essentially
0: what we're doing here you know and the mel gibson award is for least historically accurate film right that's what we're awarding here so is this we're we're awarding two then i suppose we're going back to season one because we didn't have one and then we're doing season two or what do we think
2: Yeah, I guess we could do that, yeah. Yeah, fuck it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if you have a list in front of you. Or maybe we should do season two first because they're more freshly in our minds. So there's A Knight's Tale, Apocalypto, wink, wink, Seven Samurai, Master and Commander and Glorious Bastards, and Rome. So if I had to nominate one of those for the Mel Gibson Award... I'm gonna have to go with Apicalypto. It just makes sense, guys, uh, because- In a, a way, it's nice for Mel to be considered for his own award. <laughs> I feel like that's how he would want it, and he would absolutely give an award to himself, but A Knight's Tale is really historically inaccurate. But it's also very much wears that on its sleeve, you know. It's it's telegraphed. It tells you it's not yes. historically accurate. Whereas Apocalypto will actually make people go, "This is what life was like." Master and Commander uh, is pretty historically accurate, even though it you know takes place in a different time technically than whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, Inglorious Bastards is like a knight's tale. It's very much not real, and it tells you it's not real, uh, which is why Apocalypto is my nomination. What do you think? Yes, especially because of the quote at the beginning, Mark, you know.
2: Yeah. For I I'm going to go apocalypto as well. For me, the the and you can you can he- hear my thoughts on the episode where I just was offended. Um but it, it, there was a point, Jacob, where you referenced one of the producers or maybe the writer defending the historical inaccuracy of it where he's like, "Well, we're really going for the spirit yeah. of when the Europeans arrived in South, South America." And I'm like you're not though. You're just offending two cultures, and you're you're not just. It's not just slightly inaccurate. It's not inaccurate in, in, in like where the date is slightly wrong. They're off by hundreds of years. Like, yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just obscenely inaccurate. And there was no effort made whatsoever to portray the cultures they were portraying accurately. And, but, and it, it it I just thought it was so offensive. Yeah, <laughs> so.
1: and I suppose like this is the thing most people unless you have an interest in, say, learning about Maya or Aztec civilization or that type of thing, your only, um, kind of knowledge maybe of that period, oh yeah. that time period would be the film Apocalypto that was on the TV at Christmas one year and you watched it. Um, and that is the image which stays, that's the image of chaos before the Europeans arrive is what stays with you, you know, um, And it's completely unjust considering, obviously, there was conflict in that part of the world before the Europeans arrived. But at the time beforehand, you know, um, the Aztec culture was dominant. It was a highly sophisticated uh, civilization with like 15 million people there. Um, So it didn't deserve... I suppose, the footnote that now yeah. Mel Gibson has left it with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Mel has, to, I don't know, are we all in agreement? It's we have, to vote, yeah, we have no to vote, lads. The Mel Gibson Award for Historical
0: Inaccuracy goes to Mel, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Perfect. Well done, yeah. Mel. Well done, Mel. <laughs> we'll tweet you later. Now, season one, we have to cover it because I don't think we did it in the finale last time. No. It was a while ago. Um, it's going to be harder now. Because there's no Mill Gibson films in this Shit. one. So I'll, I'll read them out for you. And if, if one of them sticks out to you as this one's particularly inaccurate, do go ahead and nominate it. We talked about The King, a film that everyone has forgotten. Yep. Gladiator, which everyone remembers. Death of Stalin, Kingdom of Heaven, Darkest Hour, 300, Hamilton, the musical, The Irishman, and Outlaw King. And if you had to pick one of those, which one stuck out to you there as very historically inaccurate?
2: Darkest Hour Darkest Hour for you really Mark I mean Immediately off the bat My mind straight away Goes to 300 Mm. But Mm. The I'm sort of tempted To give 300 a pass Because It is based on a graphic novel Which is supposed to be A heightened sort of romantic Retelling of Mm. the legend Rather than the fact Mm -hmm. So Given that the source material Is not the event But the graphic novel uh, maybe that's the sort of a maybe I'm maybe I'm on sketchy ground there, but um, I'm I'm inclined to give it sort of a pass if not giving it a pass it's definitely that that's that's the least accurate yeah the like what I would say thi- <laughs> this, this is the crazy. thing
1: like it's like looking at Inglorious Bastards as well like you're yeah, not exactly. I'm giving all those a pass because they're not saying based on true events yeah. or anything like that Um, I am interested that this forthcoming film The Last Jewel does say based on real events so yeah. they will deserve to it be it deserves whipped.
2: no mercy yeah. yeah exactly if you say that then you're asking for it yeah. but, uh, but I think Darkest Hour um and again, you can hear our thoughts on that if you listen to the episode. Um, Darkest Hour tr- draws my ire <laughs> because it, it it they marketed it and and sort of in media and in, in interviews and things they they gave it the pretense of ac- an accurate biographical depiction of Churchill, and it really isn't that. This is a this is a. fantasy it's a fantasy it's a fantastic performance from Gary Oldman but he's not playing a real person he's playing a folk hero and it's just so laughably inaccurate (laughs) Uh, like the the scene Jacob I remember in the episode in fact you called it out the scene where he's on the train
0: yeah that's the one that makes it a good nomination. It's to be. funny
1: because you because you too say ridiculous. you said that, and since that I've seen other people commentating on that particular scene as being really problematic as mm-hmm. well oh. from the film yeah. so it's not just us in our little bubble thinking it's, it was horrific you know it, it is something that you know has been called out generally it's as just well, so you
2: know? absurd. It's just it's just so far removed from the reality of who this person is like you couldn't see Boris Johnson today doing that. Are we really to believe that, that Winston Churchill in 1939 did that? Nonsense. It's just terrible nonsense. Are you a cobbler? Oh, an, <laughs> an honourable profession there, young black man. As if, as if this fucking foppish twat would get on the underground. It's ridiculous. <laughs>
0: yeah. I am going to throw out one. And you know, call me crazy. a Gladiator? Because uh, they do kill the Emperor at the end, which absolutely did not happen. I know, generally speaking, it's a good depiction, and a lot of the stuff happened. But if, we're, uh, if we've are if we already nominated Darkest Hour, we're talking about 300, I want to throw Gladiator in there as, like, it made me misconceive what was going on at the time. It, it does present itself as real, I think, in comparison with, say, uh, Hamilton, where we know they're not rapping, you know, that's why it's okay. ineligible. But uh, I don't know. What do you think?
2: there is uh, my in my defense of gladiator will probably be described as tenuous by anyone listening to it but i uh, been listening to me but i would say it was accurate in spirit when it came to commodus mm. because the emperor really was like that, that yeah. that's not a, yeah. they didn't make that emperor up that's not even an exaggeration of what he was like that is if he was anything they capricious downplayed fella. Yeah. Him. if anything they downplayed him and while he wasn't murdered in the colosseum by a gladiator he was murdered by a gladiator in the bath Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he was strangled to death by his own gladiator the, trainer.
1: I think the other thing is Jake like with Darkest Hour there's even a speech that you know Churchill time made and it's on the wrong date and they stayed on the film they say I think it's June something June 15th something like that they say he made a say and he didn't make the speech on that day so like there's no excuse for someone making a movie about some events that took place 70, 75 years it's just, ago
2: it's just Brexit propaganda is all that movie. you
1: can make just, more excuses um, for something that's 2000 years ago because yeah we have to make up a, we have to fill in a lot of gaps ourselves yeah. you know whereas there's no real excuse for Say something to happen. We know a lot. We know too much. Your biggest problem about the nineteen forties is you have too many sources. You know.
2: The other, the other thing that just, uh, just on, on Churchill that just <laughs> annoyed me, even not from a historical perspective. Well, actually, from a historical, the, the the portrayal that um, the other political figures uh, get in that movie is just like um, Chamberlain is done a real disservice yeah, that film it's just, it's he's done a real dessert. like, okay, we all know the guy got it wrong. appeasement was the wrong move with Hitler and whatever. But like there's no effort whatsoever to give a perspective as to what why this fellow was trying to stop the most horrendous war of all time from starting. Yeah,
0: kind of makes sense if you say it like that. You know,
2: like I mean, I mean, for me, he's a kind of a heroic figure. Like you know, okay, he got it, he was wrong, but he was wrong for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 then on top of that, they're like they've cast very capable act, uh, very capable actor as Churchill's wife and given her about four lines. <laughs> and then he's got this secretary, and she has about four lines. It's just fucking ridiculous. Like it's just why are they in the movie if you're just going to do after them? It's just. It's so absurd.
0: are we going with darkest hour? I think you know, but beyond Gladiator, other contenders would be the king just because they make you know uh, prince henry a fucking bad boy like you know but but it is shakespeare much like the 300 defense if we can call it that it's based on shakespeare it's not based on real events and 300 was also one i thought of but that one is so You'd, I don't know what the word should be cinematic it's so over the top that yeah, no one can really take it seriously it's not supposed anyway. to be taken seriously whereas Darkest Hour presents itself as this is history motherfucker yeah. get used to it Real Britannia this is Britannia.
2: why the statue of this motherfucker outside and why yeah. Yeah, Britain's great
0: I'm happy to uh, agree and let's say that the Mel Gibson award for least historically accurate film in season one goes to Darkest Hour congratulations very well done. And that actually brings us to our next section, the musical challenge. Yes, now you have to do some thinking. I was up way too late last night preparing this. How this is going to work is, I'm going to play some songs, right? And then I'm going to give you three films and you have to guess which film is this music from. (laughs) And I'm gonna give you- You have to guess right. Well, preferably. I'm we're going to be Fair keeping enough. count. So, it's basically you two competing against each other to see who can get the most correct answers. And the person who wins gets to tell the other person which topic to research for next season. So, the stakes Christ. are high.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh. That's grim.
0: Yeah. We'll do one here as an example. I think this one might be Mark, you better be careful. It's the history of Cambodia if you're not, if you lose. <laughs> Khmer Rouge (laughs) Um, uh, This one might be easy Maybe it won't be I have no idea if I've made this way too hard or way too easy If it's way too easy I'm going to stop giving you options But I'm going to give you three options for the first one anyway So here's a song got to be it, it's a it's a night's tale. I'm going to give you three options. Okay, sorry. Was this No, that's that's good. You you feel free to jump in if you think you know the answer. It's the style. But to give you a fair chance, was this song in The Irishman? Was it in a Night's Tale? Or was it in Death of Stalin?
2: Oh.
1: Christ. It was it couldn't have been in Death of Stalin.
2: See, for me when when you started playing it my initial thought was The Irishman mm. because I'm thinking about the time period it does oh, go does with the like whole '70s, 70s, 70s soundtrack, song, right?
1: though. I'm gonna go with a night's
0: tale. I'm gonna right. say Irishman. That was from a night's tale. Ah, well done, Michael. Ah, you went with your instinct. One one point to Michael there. Oh, Cambodia, air. Mark. It's <laughs> getting closer. Yeah. There's uh, eight of these, so you have a chance to catch oh, up. Shit. Here. Okay. So <laughs> next song. <laughs>
1: Sounds like something that Steven Seagal would be
0: kicking the (laughs) shit out with someone to. (laughs) Was this song in Rome, was it in Gladiator, or was it in 300? 300. 300, 300,
2: 300, isn't it? That's a a Zack Snyder tune right there, isn't
0: it? Yeah, that was an easy one. Well done. You both get a point for that one. Cheers, Mark. We're doing a cheers. Very good. Third song.
1: could be a lot of them.
2: That could be a lot of them, yeah. That's
1: literally generic opening music
0: to a film. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Some serious stuff is happening in uh, this yeah. film. Yeah.
0: Um, was this song in Darkest Hour, oh. Master and Commander, Christ. or Seven Samurai? Ooh. It's
2: not Seven Samurai, anyway. I'm going to say Darkest Hour.
1: I'm going to go with darkest hour too because it's a drama and that's the type of music they like to have in drama to build anticipation that something's actually going to happen and sit here for 90
0: minutes yeah well done both of you that's another point for both of you we're on a winning streak see i put in seven samurai as a favor to you both (laughs) because you know that's going to be something completely different so (laughs) Um, yeah yeah these are really variable i found as i was putting this together there's like you know not genres but like areas where i'm like the twiddly bits you know that sounds like these three (laughs) films or these three films if it's not clear these are only films that we've talked about obviously so a bit of a limited range on what we can uh, play but here's the next one song number four
1: You can see Russell Crowe on a boat He's windswept and interesting. Right. Or maybe not. Sounds like some of the music we sampled for the opening of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is that, Free that, you, music. You, that's the intro for a real history.
0: <laughs> um, is this song from The King? Ooh. Is it from Outlaw King? Oh. Father. Or is it from Kingdom of Heaven? You know, it's something about a king or a kingdom. So. Oh,
1: there was an eastern tint to it. Gonna say that's yeah, Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom yeah, of Heaven. Yeah, Fuck it. A, you're both yeah, in agreement? Yeah, no one's
0: cool. trying to get ahead of the other ones kingdom of a one. It's kingdom of Heaven. You're correct. It's Kingdom of Heaven. I need, I'm need. i starting to think I made this too easy. Maybe I'll stop giving you options. We'll see. Uh, actually, what's going to happen is we're going to get to eight, and then there's a, if you're on equal footing, there's a lightning round where I don't tell you any options. Oh so, God. Do yeah. me and Mark have to settle this? Like with fisticuffs?
1: Love. No, I was saying yeah. more like a duel with Alan Burr. You know, is that is that what this is going to come down to?
2: Are you Bop. a good shot?
0: Jesus Christ! I'm an excellent second, and I'll turn my back uh, to, uh, some you know, the 10th We we'll put in a pun from Hamilton yeah, somewhere. We'll yeah. we'll edit it in. <laughs> okay, uh, that's four done. That's halfway <laughs> through, guys. Uh, Mark is up by one point. Uh, Michael, you got the first one wrong, but so far did you I? No, did way No. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, Jesus, sorry. I can't even trust it. Oh, Fucking Yeah, see, you guys keep track of this. Then you're better at it, (laughs) Michael. You're one point ahead. Okay, so this next question uh, or clip number five. Gladiator. What was that, Michael? Gladiator. Yeah, I'm not gonna because it's the so options. good. Yeah, that one—that's <laughs> one actually good. It's music. better than all the other yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah. gladiator. It's not. it It's. It's the. The song is called "The Wheat," and it's you know when the hand goes through the wheat, yeah. and that is such an iconic scene that's been parodied so many times. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. not it, for anything else, just that it's so iconic. So. I
1: can't help thinking of that scene. There's a. Uh, this is completely off topic, but Theresa May, the ex Prime Minister of Britain, was asked what was like the naughtiest or most rebellious thing she ever did in her life and she said running through a field of wheat <laughs> and now whenever I see <laughs> Gladiator and your man you know Russell's just kind of slowly putting his hand on top of the yeah. the wheat and the wind is uh, like just blowing there casually beside him I think of Theresa May so it's <laughs> awful anyway, very good go on
2: and there's, a lot, there's so many callbacks to that, to that in the movie he even says it at the start where before they charge you know when they're fighting the they for some reason Stone Age Germans, and he's like, uh, if you find yourself alone in a field of wheat, smile because you're already in Elysium. He says it there, like you know. So it's the whole way H- through the movie. They keep calling the back, you know, yeah. again and again and again. So.
1: Many slaves in Rome found themselves in fields of wheat, and they were not in Elysium.
0: <laughs> not necessarily a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, you guys are doing way too well, so I'm gonna stop giving you the options now, and ah. we're gonna see, uh, or. I don't know. We'll, we'll, see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if we're. Stumped. I just don't like that you're guessing the same thing and you're right. It well, okay. is only like tw-
1: what eighteen movies, so we're bound to get some of them right.
0: That's true. So yeah. here's the next one. Song number six. It's got
2: to be Outlaw King, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. What was that, Mark?
2: It's got to be Outlaw King. The
0: chieftains of Come back of retirement. It's got to be you know? That's
2: the coronation scene.
0: Yeah, well. king Are you sure you both want to go with the same one? Because if one of you's right, one of you's wrong, you have no chance to sort of get ahead. Okay. If you both want to say outlocking, that's oh fine. On, uh, give me all right. Well, do, do you want to give us our options? Fine, I'll give you three that... options. I'll give you three options. Is it from Master and Commander? Oh, could be that actually. Is it from king Or is it from Inglorious Bastards? It's definitely not Inglorious Bastards. I'm sticking Jake. with Outlaw King, I'm sure. Outlocking, so. Outlocking. That one was from Master and Commander. God, both. both got Gosh. it wrong, thank okay, God. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't make it too easy. Good. Oh. <laughs> I was so sure. Yeah.
1: Generic Celtic music. Yeah. It
2: is like, see what I mean
0: about the genres? I threw in Inglorious Bastards because I was like, I can't keep putting the same three options. Yeah. You're going to get yeah. that something's wrong. Although I will say, some of these, some of the films are not in this, some might be in it twice. So don't get too yeah, comfortable okay, on okay. you know the questions. Here's number seven.
1: Jacob's dancing here is actually the most entertaining thing the whole episode.
2: He's vibing
0: that chair. So, walk like Egyptian, talk like (laughs) Egyptian. I'll give you your options, I'll relent. Is this song from The King? Is it from Rome? Or is it from Gladiator?
1: Oh, God. You, See is, what that's I mean totally about regions of tough. music? This that's could tough. be either of them, Because right? that could be the scene in Gladiator where he's taken as a slave yeah. and he's brought to North Africa. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. I, I think it's...
2: Easy. I think it's... Uh, I think it's Rome when Mark Antony is in Alexandria with Cleopatra.
0: I'm going to go with Gladiator just to be different Very good You are both incorrect It was from The King what Th- This is called like East Cheap It's when he's on cheap side, I think uh, At the start of The King A film as we said that everyone forgot about And doesn't <laughs> care about because it's Netflix So it's all disposable That's why you mm. didn't remember it No it wasn't from Gladiator or Rome it was Stick from it
1: king. in the recycling bin <laughs>
0: Yeah. So we're coming up on number 8, which is the last one where I have options and then I have a few more in the lightning Sudden round. Sudden death. Exactly. So, uh, here is number 8.
1: Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Everything, Ain't gonna be everything 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 gonna be all right this morning.
0: Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. Wait for it. Woo!
1: Sounds like in Glorious Bastards that they're running up a mountain and they're about to kill a load of Nazis. Sounds like the
2: kind of music I play when I'm in work. <laughs>
0: so, your three <laughs> options for this one are... Is this from The Irishman? Is it from *Inglorious Bastards? Or is it from A Knight's Tale?
2: I'm going to go Irishman. That is tough. Because immediately I thought *Inglorious*, but now I'm like... Era appropriate here. The Irishman, right?
0: I'll go with Irishman too. You've fallen in line, and you've made the correct choice. It is indeed from The Irishman. So honestly a lot of a lot of good choices from all of you as we enter the lightning round michael you are one point ahead if i'm uh, keeping track correctly does that sound right to you i think you'll both got one wrong and besides that a lot of correct answers so well done here are three last questions where i'm not going to tell you where it's from and you're gonna have to guess pressure's on
2: Mark's face it's like Batman <laughs> I'm trying to remember What movies we've
0: covered That's Death of Stalin So That's the song Michael your guess is Death of
2: Stalin Mark I'm going to say Darkest Hour
0: That is indeed The Death of Stalin Die. Well done <sighs> That is uh, Beria's plan From the Death of Stalin oh. Soundtrack It did sound evil Like Beria <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, there's still two left, so you have a chance to catch up, Mark. Here's one of the last ones we have.
1: I saw a few New Age Druids chanting like that yeah. last week <laughs> down
0: the field. <laughs> <laughs> so... What do you think that's from, of the movies we've covered, or TV shows? I think we might have to go again. You want to hear it again? Yeah, I think so. I'll just keep playing it.
1: I think it's 300, which they, when they go and see those, oh, you know, the Oracle. It's not an Oracle, but they're, what's it called? The Air Force. Air Force, yeah. I think it, sound, it sounds
0: chilling enough to be that okay 300 I'm going to put that down as your guess what about you Mark
2: I am going to say it's Kingdom of Heaven final answer well, I don't, know. I don't like your reaction there that I just got. I don't know if that's a. He's smiling, a, so you definitely I'm got it right. I'm just going to say You definitely yeah, got it right. He can't, he can't hide. hide.
0: That was from Seven Samurai. Oh. Oh, it's it. the one song from Seven Samurai that sounds oh, like what? it could be a different one. I listened to all of them, and they're all like 1950s. Except this one, where it's like, it could be 300, could be Kingdom of Heaven, could be oh, anything. But... That means Michael is still two points ahead now. Mark, you have one last chance. We're going to make this one for all the marbles, by which I mean, Michael, you're two ahead. So we're going to make this worth two points. So you have a you have a chance to equalize it, to tie it, up, to to tie tie it in which case you both have to research Cambodia. Um, so here's the last song. The killing feels. Yeah. So, But it's I, I note, it's only if Michael gets it wrong and you get it right that it will actually be tied because it's worth two yes. points for whoever gets yes. it right. So here we go. Fair enough.
2: That could be any of <laughs> the. Most Creed. Gen- <laughs> <laughs> it's the most generic
0: one. I'll keep playing it. I'll play the whole thing.
2: Sounds like Game of Thrones, doesn't it?
0: Outlaw King? So that is That's the last clip Michael I know I'm going to have to It's very hard I'm just going to go Outlaw King
2: I'm going to say The King The King
0: And Outlaw King Either way It's King right It was in fact From Outlaw King Michael you are ahead Not just by two points You win by four points A clear victory Thank on you very much. Michael. This is. this is a big
1: moment for me. Uh, I know it's a big day for Mel Gibson too. He won the award, <laughs> so you know. Um, but does this, so this means Mark has to study the Khmer Rouge and we're doing a f- an episode on the killing fields. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. We'll we'll see, we'll see. We'll, we'll come to some arrangement with that, Mark. Yeah, you, yeah. you
0: get to pick some area at least yeah. that you hand over the research. Whenever I'm like, Michael, you'll do this, right? You can just hand it over to Mark. Um... It was really interesting and fun, this quiz to do, because you find these areas where I'm like, I have to keep listing the same three ones for the Mm -hmm. same type of music. So, you know, Master and Commander sounds the same as, you know, uh, Outlooking, or even Darkest Hour, because they have that twiddly, like, strings music, whereas others are a bit more choral. And none of this music, I think, is actually period-appropriate. Like, we've (laughs) talked about this, like, in A Knight's Tale, where A Knight's Tale is honestly... um, it's obviously not historically accurate, mm-hmm. but the music in it, it's so blatantly unhistorically accurate that people are like, oh, that seems wrong. But, like, string music of the type we have in any historical film...
2: Is actually equally as wrong. Exactly. Yeah. So,
0: it's just funny that something could fit to, uh, you know, Darkest Hour, or mm. it could fit to Master and Commander, and honestly, it probably wouldn't fit to either Do you, of them. The other
2: thing I think, in fairness to Night's Tale... like. In the opening scene, isn't it like We Will Rock You? Yeah. So, like, it sets out its stall real early. Like, this is a sort of a fun... Like, this is not supposed to be a historically accurate movie. This is a sort of a, 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 an early 2000s romp. We yeah, will, I, almost put, throb, you know? I almost
0: put We Will Rock You in, yeah. in this, <laughs> but I figured it might be too easy. But, yeah, I found that fun. Anyways, maybe that was just me. But Spent way too much time on it, but there we are. Michael's the winner. So... We're coming up on the end of our Season 2 finale. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Um, There's just one final thing we need to talk about, which is... What's coming next? We've already sort of, spoiler alert, there's going to be a season 3. We're really enjoying making this but it does take quite a lot of time We actually
1: got some listeners too, which (laughs) surprised me, you know, so
0: Honestly, yeah, it seems like Mam's a big fan, but, you know (laughs) It seems like we picked up a few people between seasons, which is a very welcome surprise. Thank you everyone for joining us for this season. The one thing I would say before going into what's coming next is please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know which film you would like us to cover in an upcoming season or TV show, film or TV show. We already have ideas and we haven't started recording it yet, so it'll probably be a little bit until we get into it. But um, but yeah, before season three, though, we're going to be releasing something else on this feed. Uh, we love talking about history. We want to experiment a bit with the form, with what we're doing. So uh, do either of you want to take the ball and explain what we're putting out next? Oh, you're pointing at each other. We both point
2: at each other. I'll do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let Jacob do it. You know, yeah. Here be
0: brains, you know. See, a few months ago, I got sent this file that was just kind of here's something we've been working on. And that's sort of a a surprise for me from Mark and Michael, where they sent me just this podcast and I was able to just listen to it. And I was like, this is amazing. Usually I have to be involved and get the whole ball (laughs) moving and everything. And you guys just made this podcast and I liked it a lot. They grow up so fast. Grow up so fast. So um, the show that we're sort of trialing, it's kind of a pilot, kind of like a a test run. Uh, It's called Top 5 History. And it's basically going through a top five list or a list of five interesting whatever out of history. So it might be uh, the most interesting pirate characters or Roman emperors or flamboyant dictators, flamboyant dictators, top five of whatever throughout history. And it kind of gives us a bit more free form to go through whatever kind of we want and it's a bit more casual than what we're doing here right
2: yeah i think it's yeah a bit more casual it's fair to say it's it recorded a little bit more off the cuff um it's a little bit more freeform probably not as um tightly controlled from a time point <laughs> of view because it's just michael and i rambling. probably
1: requires heavy editing <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, yeah 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 <laughs> If I hopefully. think there's a part in it where I just go
0: and start cooking dinner and then I come back, you know
1: So <laughs> we, we will need Jacob to, to step in with a bit of professionalism <laughs>
0: <laughs> But yeah, I, I really enjoyed listening to what you have so far So there's a few episodes of those that have been recorded And we just figured between seasons we may as well put those out on the feed to sort of ye over uh, It might not be as slick in terms of production as, you know, obviously this is incredibly <laughs> slick what I'm putting together here but we're going to we're going to throw this to, out to sort of uh, bridge the gap between seasons see what people think so uh, if Whether you do enjoy it or not, please do let us know. Give us any feedback you have. We're sort of experimenting a bit. There's obviously loads of historical dramas and period pieces that will allow us to dive into different historical eras, and we're going to keep doing that. But just because these episodes take so long to research and put together, we're trying to do something a bit more casual between seasons, and we'd love your input on that. So to be clear, we're going to be releasing these a bit intermittently as they're made and Uh, well put together so we're going to do five of them between think um, if
1: your crazy uncle was making a podcast yeah You know it might it'll come out whenever he's ready you know uh because we're we're not the best at
0: scheduling me and mark you know but you know we do our best yeah so the regular show we've been releasing it sort of every other week this is going to be released sort of whenever but when there are five episodes out you're going to know that season three is coming soon because at the same time that we're doing that we're going to be researching and working on season three of real history but until then, I guess the only thing to say is please do leave us some reviews. Please tell a friend who might be interested in history or just good chats about. You Even know, if they're not a friend, that's fine too. Yeah, enemies, oh, fi- yeah. enemies fine. Enemies, tell your favorite enemy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, th- I think that's pretty much it. Do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap up here today?
2: No, just thanks for listening. And as Jacob said, leave a review, it helps us out a lot, it spreads the word.
0: And I just can't
1: believe that we have successfully recorded in Ireland outside. Yeah, So
0: that's all I'm going to say on this Well there might be more episodes Or the end is nigh because we're sitting Outside and recording this and it hasn't rained On us or anything so uh, We're going to be very positive on that front But you know what for now thank you for listening Everyone it's a real pleasant Surprise to have so many people tuning in But for now that's the end of the reel Thanks a million look after yourselves Cheers